The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Hello folks, welcome to VCU Rams Rewind, sponsored by our friends at Lady Nolens uh, in Richmond. Patronize them, go get their food, eat their food. Especially when you get sick and tired of turkey after Thanksgiving, go down there and eat their food. All right, this game, man, this freaking game we played today. Baylor 69, VCU 61. And uh, I'm really split here in terms of my feelings on this because there were a lot of things to praise today, and we will get to all that. But I'll tell you, while I was already seeing it about, you know, this is a feel-good loss, this was a great effort, and it was, and it was. And and in a day or two, maybe even a week or two, I'm going to feel that way. But tonight I don't feel that way because what this was is the sort of thing that's happened to VCU a lot in, in big non-conference games the last, you know, five to ten years. They have played well and sometimes very well in big spots, but they have let themselves down. Sometimes it's bad luck. Sometimes it's terrible officiating. And believe me, we will spend some time on that, on the second one that I mentioned, but oftentimes it's VCU doing it to themselves. (sighs) Where do we start? Let's start here. Isaac Arthur Ham says we won the game besides free throws. It's two things, and they kind of tie together kind of perfectly. Free throws, they're outscored at the line by 11 points. VCU 7 of 13 from the foul line, and that just doesn't cut it. And and that's re- that was really hard to take because right at the end, right at the end, they missed some foul shots when they still had it when they still had a squeak of a chance. They got outscored by 11 on free throws, but this is the big one. Because we've harped on this, and it got a lot better the last two games, but we got to get back there again. And yes, Bruce Stevenson, you guessed it, offensive rebounds. But that's not even the worst part. Yes, they were out-rebounded 17-12 to by Baylor. But you could almost live with that except for this next stat. And this ties into the free throws because a lot of the points in this stat were free throws that were made after second chances where VCU didn't get the rebound and end up fouling. 17 to 12 offensive rebounds, 15 to 3 second chance points for Baylor. So you're telling me that VCU got that many second chances and all they could get is three flipping points. That is I mean and and, and so many times somebody would get the offensive rebound and they would just look for their own stuff instead of I've got two or three guys around me, maybe I need to find a teammate. Maybe I need to get the ball out. Maybe I need to think of somebody other than me. Damn, it was so hard to take. 
at Baylor, a lot of theirs were tip-ins and that kind of thing. But there was a couple. There was three or four times. Actually, it's more than that. There were five or six times where they got an offensive rebound and immediately the ball went out of that person's hands to a teammate, and they reset their offense. And what happened quite often, they would get, they would draw a foul, go to the foul line, and hit free throws. And we paid the piper over and over and over again. You lose a game by eight, and you lose second chance points by 12. You lose a game by eight, and you lose free throws by 11 points. Oh, God. I mean, that's why... That's why the last thing I want to hear is, oh, you gave it a hell of an effort. What a, what a game you played against Baylor. And sure, you know, Baylor has scored 87, 89, 92, 86, and 75 against Arizona State, and they were basically farting around in that game. They could have easily had 80-plus, and VCU held them to 69, and they gave them, you know, that's with fouling and tra- and and then pressing and giving up some easy ones at the end. It was really kind of 62-63 when they when they actually were playing their defense. Baylor shoots 40% from the field. They made 3 of their first four three-pointers. They were 2 of 11 the rest of the way. Baylor VCU actually ended up outscoring them from 3 amazingly after a very slow start. VCU forced them into 18 turnovers. I bet you when you look through Baylor's stats this year, you're not going to see a lot of teams that do that to them. But God dang it, with a chance to be this top 10 team on a neutral floor, get into the final of one of the biggest in-season tournaments and put yourself out there to the nationwide audience. And you just do this nonsense. Hassan Ward played the worst game I've ever seen him play tonight. And, and the stat sheet might not look that bad to some people. Six points, six boards, three assists. Hassan Ward's efforts on defense were nowhere near what they should have been. Uh, there was a bunch of times when he was just standing there uh, uh, and watching a play happen. That happened a couple times in the first half. He had one block and one spe- steal, which for him is not a good game at all couple of times going for the rebounds one-handed and you're just like, Jesus, haven't we had this conversation? Didn't we stop doing this? Oh, Hassan, when we needed you the most, a good game out of him today could have made a huge difference. And then how many times did we throw up a shot early in the clock with little to no post-entry? Why are we getting away from that? By the way, we got their big guy in foul trouble. And he ended up doing nothing thamba, and we let the backup center eat us for breakfast. If you want to know how bad a game Ward and, and even Stockard to a degree on defense had, it's the fact that the backup center, Chamu Chachua, comes in there and nearly gets a double-double in 24 minutes. 13 points, 8 boards. Damn! Can't happen! You get thamba out of the game with fouls, you got to go inside, and Stockard played well on the offensive end. I want to give him his flowers on that. 13 points, 5 of 7 from the field, 6 boards, had a couple of nice assists. But we didn't feature him enough when we should have. And we just kept, every time we'd get close, we wouldn't get a rebound. We'd commit some terrible turnover. And he really killed us in the first half because we had every obstacle thrown in front of us. The referees were absolutely killing us. We were 
committing all these terrible turnovers. We had 12 in the first half. It did better on the second half. We only had seven in the second half. Uh, and yeah, Isaac Arthur Hamstocker was our best foul shooter, three for four. And that's probably not a good thing when that's the case. If, if, if he's doing the best at the foul line, that's not great. You know, Jaden Nunn, your guard, you can't be shooting three for six from the foul line because if we if you're going to be in the game in crunch, crunch time and you're a point guard, you got to make free throws. But seriously, it was always something. Every time we would get close, it was always something. And that that's why it's hard. That's why those congratulations that you're going to hear or that some VCU fans are going to give, it's going to drive me crazy for the next few days, maybe even the next few weeks. Because again, we, we put a top 10 team under pressure. We put a top 10 team out of their comfort zone. We got... We, we went up against the national defending champions. And yes, Thamba was the only starter from that team that was back this year. So it's not the national champions in that regard. But they are they're raising the banner and they're carrying it. And God dang it, we should have won this game. We should have won this game. We did a job on their point guard, Akinjo. He was one for six from the field and had seven turnovers. That's Curry and Williams. And none playing great defense. Sohonis too. But we just we we just did not play as a team for most of this game. It was so hard to take. Where was the movement? Where was the ball not sticking? There were just there were too many possessions where we made it easy for Baylor. You know, unforced turnovers. We're dribbling it off our foot. The ball's going through somebody's hands. Vince Williams had 17 points tonight and he got hot in the second half. We had five turnovers, and that hurts. Ward had four turnovers. So out of 19 turnovers, two of your three best players got nearly half of them. I mean, that is, golly, Moses. And, and it's just, it's, you got to understand, and this is something VCU's got to understand because we're going we're gonna to play St. Bonaventure in the league later this year. You've got to mentally be at that top level. You have to mentally be so focused and right on the money when you're playing these ranked teams, when you're playing these big teams, because just a little mental lapse is the difference. And tonight, it was four, five, or six of them. And again, they could have beat the number six team in the country. Somebody that, that you know, even with all these new starters, is going to be a 2-3. They're going to be a protected seed in the tournament unless they go completely, completely sideways. And it's just ridiculous that we didn't win. And that's a testament to us as a team, but it's just entirely frustrating. Um, I, I, okay. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Lauren Smith, about right about five turnovers. Matt Mobley, I would agree with you. We don't run a structured half-court offense. There is, there is, there is something to that. Um, but again, we say that, Look at that second half against Syracuse. And I know Syracuse was the worst defensive team, but that was that was playing the right way. And look, they they almost shot fifty percent in the second half. They almost shot fifty percent in the second half. Williams misses at the end, but they're twelve of twenty-five. If you give me forty-eight percent in the second half with this team, I really feel like we're going to win the game. But here's the problem: eight less shots. The dead gum Baylor. Baylor getting to the foul line four more times and scoring five more points. God bless America. And just and the rebounding. Jesus. 
we were actually competitive at halftime in in rebounding, except for second chance points, and we end up getting out rebounded by eight in the second half. Uh, Lonnie, it's just, I mean, that's the thing. It's just, it's and and I, and you know what? Actually, Lonnie Looney, I'm glad you brought it up. He says, "Coaching, can you feed Mr. with an ear, please?" Here's where Mike Rhodes really hurt this team tonight. A couple different times, we're playing well. We're making stops. We're getting we're getting back in the game, and then he traps he traps once and it works. But then you do it again and again, and when you and when teams see it, they adjust, and it's like they're one for ten. And Rhodes knows this. I know he's keeping track of the stats. They're one for ten. Don't trap and give them numbers on the backside and let them get an easy basket or get a foul. Play it straight. And I know I sound like a broken record with that. But that trap has to be judicious and it has to be occasional because, again, the other team's got talented players too. And if they beat it and you're in an out number, you got a problem. And a couple different times tonight when VCU was making some headway, that's what happened. And I'm looking at Mike Rhodes going, why? You're stopping them in half court. And you stopped them tonight in half court. Again, they shot 40%. I bet if we went back and looked at each game, uh, it's, and you know what? Let's, what the hell? We could probably do that. We can probably go game by game and look and see what they shot in these games while I'm doing this. Um because damn, you know they they were stopping. They had they had they have not been getting stopped by anybody most of the night. But it's just like, I mean, they're playing great defense. They're 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 pl- they're playing outstanding half court defense like usual. Just rely on that. Be willing to rely on that. Yes, we want to run. Yes, we want to get points off turnovers. But we haven't been that team this year. We haven't had a lot of those things. And Gene Cox, that's the other thing. Great comment by Gene Cox. 8-0 run to start the second half was a difference in the game. You're absolutely right. And see, that's the other issue with this coaching staff. Quite a few times. It didn't happen against Syracuse, but it's happened quite a few times since he's been the coach. We've lost the battle of adjustments. We have lost the battle of adjustments. And that that first two or three minutes, that 8-0 run, I mean, they were getting easy looks. It was almost the same thing that happened at the start of the game. They 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 shot well to start the game, and then VCU reeled it back in and, and caused them to struggle. But they got easy looks. VCU took bad shots quick in the shot clock. I mean, you know, it was just like, what happened? Like, how can I mean you're up against you're up against a team, a Baylor team that's number six in the country. You're down two at halftime. You shut up and probably winning at halftime. You've played great to reel them back in after being down eleven. How can you come out like that and look flat? How can you look flat in a situation like that? Holy smoke. I, I just, it's just these things. It's just, it's stuff like that. And it absolutely hurts because what a win this would have been. What a, a massive win. Uh, you know, Dan K. Tanis put up a great post to the VCU Good, the Bad, and the Ugly group saying that this would be their best regular season win ever. It absolutely would have been. 100% would have been their best regular season win ever. And it was within reach. It was within reach. When you think of all the obstacles that were in front of them, and they still could have won this game. And that's why the moral victory thing is just going just gonna to drive me bananas. Because, damn it, 
we were we we could have gotten more out of this game than that. We absolutely could have. And yes, Matt Mobley, they are getting Stockard involved in the offense. But here's the other thing: Stockard has been more aggressive. His mentality's changed, and it's it's been both things. You know, he's been too passive, and they haven't been getting him involved. He hasn't had the confidence, and now that he's finishing at the rim and he's making plays, he's got a lot more confidence, and they ought to keep getting him the ball. But just, I mean, look at this tonight. Curry's two for nine from the field. Ward is three for eight uh, tonight. tonight. Um, you know, the bench, the bench didn't give us a lot. We've had such a good bench. We only had 12 bench points tonight. You know, that's, that's hard for, it's hard for us to win when that's the case, you know, 12 bench points. I mean, that's, that's less than what Chamo Chachua got by himself. You know, you, you, you want to get, you know, Brown Jones came off the bench and had a couple of really good plays, but then with the game, with the game still somewhat close, he reaches instead of that gum, you know, playing solid defense and being in good guarding position and Brown goes right around him and gets a layup. It's just, it's, it's so hard to take. And I'll tell you something, Matt Mobley. I want to agree with you about Hassan Ward needs more touches, but tonight he didn't deserve them because tonight this was his worst game by far. And and frankly, he'd have been sitting a lot more. I, I was not happy. He would not have got 29 minutes for me tonight. I was not happy with what he produced at all. That was, that was extraordinarily frustrating, uh, his game uh, tonight. I did not like his efforts at all. So I don't know about tonight. And and Bruce Stevenson, you're kind of right. it is it is a good comparison. Uh, he said we let it slip through our fingers just like we did with number five Dayton in 2020 and number seven UVA in 2014. Yeah, it kind of is similar to that. I think it's very similar to that. Uh, Jason Hutto makes that's an interesting point, and I think that's 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 fair in this regard. He says I think if we had kept transitioning into the paint late and not panicked to force threes, we would have had a chance. That is true. That is true, but we did shoot the ball well until the end in the second half from three. I mean, they missed their last four threes, but they were five for ten before that. Uh, and and there, so there's something to what you say there. It, it was hard. To, it was hard to get inside, but at the same time, you know, VCU needed to keep doing it. And that's the other thing. You wouldn't expect VCU to win the points in the paint battle with Baylor, but they actually did it. Thirty to twenty-six, not bad. And, and Gene Cox, we talked about that in the last game. Hassan Ward has not expanded his offensive game to the level he's needed to. And, it's, and that's, that is a big barrier for us right now because he's got to be more than just the garbage man getting second chances and, and getting the occasional dunk off a really nice play and all that. He's got to be more than that on the offensive end for this team to really take off. You know, what I hope is, what I'm going to hope in that regard is that it is going to get that that's something that may get better when we have a more settled situation at point guard uh, with 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 Ace Baldwin back there. Yeah, I don't you know with Cliff Burnett, that's a good point too. Jimmy Nichols did it all right in that last game. Maybe it's a matchup thing, but I would have I wouldn't have minded to see Jimmy Nichols tonight a little bit more. I really would have liked to have seen him some. Um, and I'm not sure why that is. I'm not sure why he why he didn't get more time. Oh. oh, yes. Let's talk about these refs. The refereeing tonight was an absolute shocker. Jamie freaking Lucky and Todd St. Pierre, who is our admin on this page, 
He said it. He, he said it before the game. He said there was a 50% chance we were going to get Jamie Lucky. We did. He was absolutely horrendous tonight. Uh, a good chunk of the foul. He called a couple marginal fouls in our favor, but there were a lot of marginal calls in Baylor's favor. There were a lot of no calls that weren't made that were in Baylor's favor. Seriously, I am sick to death of playing these big conference teams and getting these referees that help them and don't call it down the middle. Jamie Lucky tonight was effing terrible. Oh, I wanted to strangle him a couple of times. It was so bad. And and I understand the whole – and, of course, it didn't help that the announcers, not that the referees could hear it. Yap, 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 that's a flagrant foul. He is trying to get to the ball. He didn't jump because – Levi Stalker don't have a lot of don't lot of, have a lot of jump in him. He's never been a guy that jumps and blocks shots. He can get up there. He can't get up there high. That's why he got his head. God bless it. It was so bad. And and you know what? It, it's interesting, Chris MJ. You're talking about the step out of bounds and it wasn't called. There were there were a bunch of those tonight that wasn't called. And then Isaac, yes, in the first half when. They screwed up. The, they called the 10-second, then gave it back. Never mind the fact that Baylor turned it over because a guy that was out of bounds handed to a by guy that was walking from inbounds to out of bounds. They didn't call that. You know, it, it's just – and again, it's not why VCU lost the game. But I don't know how many times when we've played a big conference team that a, that a referee that's used, that's used to calling Power 5 and – Power six games freaking gives them the call against us. Damn it. And it just makes me crazy. And I already addressed this, Corey Parrott, but I got to tell you something. It's, it's fair to say that this was a great effort and to praise them, but it gets on my nerves for this reason. I, I want to leave that Colonial Athletic Association mentality behind because – you could say you could say that when we were a CAA team and we really were in a in a in a in a mid major league, and say you know what, pat him on the head and say hey, you came up against a top ten team and you gave it all you got. It wasn't quite enough. We're in the A ten, and I know that's not a power conference, but it's one of the best non power conferences in the country. And I'm sorry, we gotta when you get the opportunity to win a game like this, you gotta take it. And you can't sit here and say, well, that was a good effort because they shot themselves in the foot over and over again, and that's why they didn't win because it wasn't that Baylor was that much better than us. We did a job. VCU did a job on Baylor in a lot of respects tonight. Again, holding them under 70, 40% shooting, 33% from three. That's what you want, 18 turnovers. That's what you want. Granted, like like VCU, Baylor did not turn it over a lot in the second half, and that was another key thing. And we had a win within reach, a win that could have changed the trajectory of this season and this program. And we let it come through our hands again. And it's why, again, I'll feel, Corey Parent, I will feel the way you feel about it eventually. I really will. But tonight, I just, I don't want to hear it because it makes me angry. Because... You know, we can't be settling for getting close against these teams. We can't be settling for that because if we want to ever repeat 
what happened in 2011, then you got to win these games and finish these games. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. And we didn't finish this game. And it was and it was just little things all the way down the line, and they all add up. As I always say, there's two things I love to say. Make the good play, not the great play, and the little things end up being the big things. And those two things, those two sayings tonight were so self-evident in this game. You think about that second half against Syracuse, and they made all the little plays, and they played the right way, and they were disciplined, and it paid dividends. The terrible offensive team scored 44 in the second half. And tonight, they didn't do those things. And even though they got 61 against a team that's a pretty good defensive team, and in and a lot of games, they all, and a lot of nights, 61 is going to be enough to win for VCU, and maybe even handily, they didn't win because of just little things down the line. And Matt Mobley, yes, free throw shooting is a big little thing. And 7 of 13 from the foul line, just... I just can't. I can't take it. I mean, that, that's why, for me, this loss is way worse than the other two because I got two big bugaboos. Anybody that knows me knows what they are. It's defensive rebounding and foul shooting because neither one of those take talent. If you do the fundamentals, you can be a good defensive rebounding team, which means you're not giving up offensive rebounds, and you can be a good foul shooting team because you make them. And they didn't do it again. Minus nine. Uh, on rebounding total, minus five on offensive rebounding, my and ended up minus twelve on freaking second chance points, and of course foul shooting, barely over fifty percent, and you lose the foul shots by eleven, and that's how you lose an eight point game to a team that's in the top five in the country. Man, think of that. They didn't blow us out. The biggest lead they had was eleven points. And that's less than the, the low, the, their smallest margin of victory in a game this year. And that's the other thing. One thing we can say, and this is on the moral victory side, but I'm going to say it, Baylor is going to benefit a lot from this game they played against us tonight. Baylor is going to benefit big time. This game is what they're going to refer to when it gets tight in the Big 12, when it gets tight in postseason play. Because they got a thorough and complete examination from VCU. My hope is that between yesterday against Syracuse and this game, this is the platform to build a team that can get to the NCAA tournament, that can finish high up in the A-10, that can challenge St. Bonaventure in the regular season and challenge them in the tournament if that's where it goes. Um, you know, and, and that's Corey, that's, you're thinking that, and I'm with you on that in that regard. We've, we're, you know, we've had the tough start, but we're building ourselves something that can, that can hopefully translate into a really good season. Now, next up, it's our old pal Dan Hurley, who was an irritating blankety-blankety-blank when he's at Rhode Island and is no less an irritating blankety-blankety-blank at Connecticut now. And it was interesting to watch Connecticut today. Now, it's hard to evaluate him in one sense because – the player on yesterday that passed out at the end of the game was held out today, and he's supposed to be back tomorrow. I think his name is Brandon Whaley. So, and apparently, defensively, he's very important to them. Uh, Connecticut, that game with with Michigan State, I watched it was a roller coaster because they were down double digits in the first half. Their offense was nowhere, and then they turned it around. And I thought at fifty five forty eight they had the game won. 
because Michigan State just fell apart for seven or eight minutes. And that, and then Michigan State turn around and, and fights them to win. But this is, again, this is one of those games that if you win it, Connecticut's a ranked team. They're a ranked team, as at least as of now. This is an opportunity to put a statement win on the board. You're playing a Big East team on a neutral floor, a Big East team that's quite likely going to finish in the top two or three this year. This is an opportunity. Connecticut's got a lot of talented players. They have relied, and it's happened today too, they're, in terms of assisting baskets, they're not doing that a lot. They're not getting their offense out of, out of – they're not getting their scoring out of their offense. It's a lot of individual stuff. So this ought to play into our hands. But as Matt Mobley rightly says, Danny Hurley had our number at Rhode Island, that, that bald so-and-so. I can't stand that man. And I really want to see VCU get one over on them. Because, yes, if they finish 1-2, and two, having won the first game of the tournament, it's not the end of the world. Again, they are these are quad one opportunities that they are having, and that's great. But that's the whole point. Let's take one of these quad one opportunities away from home. And let it, let's show it. And, and, you know, third place in a tournament like this is no mean feat. It is no mean feat. Let's show the country that those two early losses at home, that's, that's done with, and the real VCU is here. The real VCU is here. So let's take this opportunity tomorrow. Let's not be sitting here, you know, at about 4.30 or whenever the dadgum game's going to be over tomorrow afternoon saying, damn, we played well, but we just didn't have enough. I do not want to be sitting here tomorrow with another dadgum moral victory because it's gonna that that's really going to get on my nerves. Now... Uh, I'm working tomorrow. I think the game is 2.30, so I will be listening to Ram Radio uh, while I'm working, and then I will rewatch. I will rewatch the game, and then you'll have a podcast. Uh, you know, probably late that not late tomorrow night or the next morning. So that's the deal there. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for all the great comments on the uh, on the uh, on the chat tonight uh, and in the game thread. It was really again, you know. Uh, we just have a blast here in the VCU good, the bad, and the ugly group during the games. And what's fun is, is that you know we'll we'll get mad and frustrated and cuss and all that other stuff. But what we'll also do is understand what we also do is understand what the heck's going on. And 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 you know you get a lot of incisive and insightful comments in 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 our game threads, and that's something that I really appreciate. Uh, about about being in there during the game and lo- watching that. So VCU the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, folks, it's a it's a pretty good it's a pretty good place to be if you're watching the game. And by the way, I was wrong. It's not two thirty. It's one thirty uh, Eastern tomorrow. So there we go. We don't want to be sitting here at three thirty talking about another damn moral victory. Uh, but one thirty tomorrow, VCU against Connecticut. It's another great opportunity. Again, you win this game, then it's been a really fantastic tournament, a really outstanding tournament, and you can go away saying that we are ready for what is going to be a huge uh, defender. And Isaac Arthur Ham, wash your mouth out with soap. I hope we don't get Jamie Lucky tomorrow. He is, ooh, he is, he is for the birds, that guy. So again, won't be, won't be with you live tomorrow as I will be out delivering uh, Amazon packages and running around Sarasota uh, doing, what, doing that, and I'll be listening to the game on my phone. 
But yes, it was a great effort tonight. But this loss, this loss hurts more than the others because we should have won this game. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for the comments in the uh, live video. Uh, talk to y'all tomorrow. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, the good, the bad, the ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.